Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your co-host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is the lovely Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? I'm alive <laughs> and I'm well. How are you, Dominic? That's a powerful combo, alive <laughs> and well. Uh, I, too, am alive and well. Um, but uh, other than our living status, uh, who is our guest today? Well, her name is Julie Ruska, and she is from Elite High Performance Coaching. Well, I know Julia has some always fantastic uh, content on LinkedIn, so I'm really looking forward to having her on the podcast. We will take a momentary pause and we'll bring Julia aboard. Let's do it. Okay, Julie Ruska from Asheville, North Carolina. Welcome to Cybersecurity Matters. Thank you so much for having me, Christian and Dominic. I'm really excited to be here. It's our pleasure. We're so stoked to have you on the show, Julie. And I know you and I have been connected on LinkedIn for quite some time and always appreciate the amazing daily content that, that, that you put out. And um, maybe even just wanted to, to, to start there in terms of uh, what is it that you do in, in, in the type of company that you, you built and the type of people that you like to help? Right. So my name is Julie Ruska, as you just said, and I'm a certified high performance coach. So what I do is I work with individuals and companies, and I really focus on turning high potential into high performance. So what that means with individuals is I look at the areas of career relationships, health and finance to determine where people are functioning at their optimal levels and where they're not. And then from there, we create a strategy to perform as their best selves. With companies, we really work to engage people and energize organizations. And um, as we've seen a lot over the last year and a half, the companies that really have engaged cultures are the ones that are thriving. I I, I, I love the, the whole concept again of, of, of high performance and the fact that you, th- you think of a lot of individuals, many people just aren't uh, operating at their optimum state. Um, right. Why is it that, um, from, from your perspective, why is it that you think that concepts like high performance aren't at the forefront? That a lot of people will just keep doing the same thing, same thing, and wondering why they're not breaking through, why they're not reaching their full potential. Um, why is that, that mindset still not in place? I think that people have a lot of misperceptions about high performance. And when they hear the concept, they think about like workaholics and people that are like, really super alpha and aggressive. And so I think society has really pushed back against that, but it's just a complete misperception. In fact, in high performance research, it really is about having that holistic, amazing life because you can't really say that you're achieving success if you're thriving in your career, but your relationships and your health are suffering. So it really is about looking at all of the aspects whether it's with an individual or a corporation, to look at like how can we encourage people to be their best selves in all areas of life? I, I love that. Um, I know I was gonna, I flagged you for a question, but I'm going to ask one more. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, hogging the mic here. Um, the uh, very un-Canadian of me, but um, <laughs> the, uh, I was uh, there's something that, that you said I was really curious about um, when we're when we're talking about the. Uh, the work hustle culture or, or the grind culture, right? You see a lot of you know, whether it be startup executives, or, and it's very true in the, in the tech startup world as well. You know, people even like Elon Musk talking about how you know, they work, you know, 22 hours a day and they only sleep for 30 minutes. Uh, again, that, that's a mindset and that 
seems again counterintuitive. People think you have to put in all that time and effort to be successful. You mentioned there. I mean, that's that's actually detrimental in the in the long run. Um, right. How, it's not sustainable. It's not, it's not sustainable. So how how do we break through that cultural barrier, so to speak? Because that, that's very true in a lot of um, certain industries. Again, that that workaholic culture, and like you're saying there, it's not holistic because you're not allowing yourself for rest uh, and, and 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 other uh, items. So what are some actionable things that people can reflect on in terms of why they need to move beyond that workaholic culture? Well, it's really important to look at the big picture and the long term and what is the cost of hustling and grinding in the short term. Like there are times we all have them, right, where you have a big presentation or you have some major deadline and you have to push a little harder. But the idea is that you have habits in place that you strategically work on so you don't get to that point where you feel like you have to. Like with high performance productivity, for example, it's all about being strategic and focusing on the needle movers. So if you have a big presentation happening, you're going to set time blocks aside each day up until that point. So you don't get to the point where you feel rushed because you haven't done the work to set up. I love, I love you give just very simple and I mean in a very elegant way, very straightforward answers. And I just appreciate that so much. It, it, the clarity is, is tremendous. Absolutely. I think it's real. And that's a whole nother thing about high performance, <laughs> right? It's about being clear. I believe that clarity is the foundation of all high performance and all success in people's careers, again, individually and as corporations. Because when you think about seeking clarity in like a business sense, the whole company needs to be aligned with the vision. When you have clarity, you can accelerate innovation. So I have a, a question about the people that you work with. So you're working a lot of times with executives and CEOs and you're helping them with their challenges, their, their business challenges, career challenges, personal challenges. What are these challenges? What does the before picture look like before they meet Julie? Typically what I find with clients is on paper, they've achieved a lot of success. Um, their career is doing well. They know there's a next level. They want to get there. Um, but typically something's missing. There's like an energy shift that needs to happen. They've achieved success on paper. Everything looks good, but there's just something missing. And that's typically why people come to me with companies. It's usually like they've plateaued and they know there's a, something greater, right? Like there's a next level. And, it, and it's all about that individuals or companies about working toward that next level. Here they are. They're doing well but they're not doing as well as they could be. And so with what I do, it really is about looking at what's working and what's not working and then focusing on what's not working to shore up those areas. So it always starts with seeking clarity and then it moves into generating energy. Um, but most importantly, it goes to being connected with your necessity, the why, the purpose behind why you want to be successful, because it's not enough long term to just say, I want to be successful so I can have a big house or mm. an awesome car. Right. Like yes. there has to be something more to drive you right. to be productive, to develop influence, to show up each and every day as your best self. And that's where courage comes in. Uh, one of the things that that um, um, you, you mentioned, and it's a concept I, I, I've always found fascinating is the concept of, of energy. You know, and you, know, you, you talk about or think about you know, a business owner, a CEO, uh, or an executive at a company who is running at suboptimal energy or lower energy. How does his or her energy affect the rest 
of the organization? And does that affect the performance of their teams and their organization? Absolutely, because if you think about your energy, right? Like the old saying that used to hang above locker rooms, probably before I was born, um, <laughs> was that you're responsible for the energy you carry into the space. Right. And um, it's such a powerful thing to think about as a leader. You're walking in and your energy affects every single person, even if you just walk by them and you're not talking to them. The way you carry yourself, the way that you speak, the heart behind it versus like check, like, hey, how are you? And you keep walking because you don't actually care. You're just trying to like make small talk. So it's really important that we're intentional about the energy that we generate and how it affects people. And when you do that, it really can lift or bring down the energy of a company. Just in the example, in terms of how you said that, Julie, just I was having flashbacks of my corporate days uh, back when I, I before I became an <laughs> entrepreneur, and exactly how you mentioned there, my my boss, I could always set my watch to when he did his rounds, so it looked like he was, <laughs> you know, he cared about the employees. I, he was always at you know cer certain people's desk at certain times. You know, giving the perception of, oh, I care about you. You know, how's the wife? How's the kids? And mm -hmm. to your point, though, it wasn't genuine. And it, every time he right. came by, it was like an energy vampire. I could feel the energy leaving my body and my, yeah. my motivation to do any work for the rest of the day was gone. You know, so it's, it's, it's something that that's why like, I've always loved how you've talked about energy because it's a concept that not a lot of people are aware of and the impact it has on those around you. Absolutely. And I think that, again, sets apart high performance cultures from just a successful business. Um, the difference between like a Fortune 50 company versus like a regular company over here. It really is these changes and leadership has such an important responsibility to show up and lead by example and role model the way. What, what, what does high performance and we're talking about it at the individual level, what, what's high performance look like from a team perspective? Like, what are some so qualities that we would look for? Yeah, the team perspective is really um, about engaging people, energizing organizations. So when I talk about like seeking clarity to accelerate innovation or generating energy so it optimizes the vibe of the company, raising the necessity. So it's aligning with the vision, the mission of the company. Um, and then increasing productivity, like why would you do that? Because it sustains growth, developing influence because it inspires the collective agility, it builds momentum and like demonstrating courage, it inspires people to make bold moves. So I'll backtrack just a little bit. There was research done by the High Performance Institute over several years. They went to over 150, well, they gathered information from over 150 countries they interviewed over 150,000 individuals and they came up with the six habits of the world's highest performers. And so those were seeking clarity, generating energy, raising necessity, increasing productivity, developing influence and demonstrating courage. And so based on that, you look at that in an individual and then you say, how does that translate into teams? So that's kind of a little background on what I just shared. Interesting. Um, one more question from, from my side and uh, you know, yeah. Christian will, will bring it home. Um, in, in this day and age of working from anywhere, can teams that work remotely 
can they be high performance teams? What does high performance look like for for uh, truly remote teams and remote organizations? Yeah, that's a really good question. People have to be even more intentional about connecting and being energetic when it's you know when there's a screen between people. So I do think it's important that if companies are going to have those, like they can work from anywhere and people are all in their homes to have opportunities to come together, whether it's quarterly or monthly, to get the team together and have team building and have that connection because we're not islands. We're not meant to sit alone in our house and work full time from a screen. I do feel like it is a detriment but it, it's not, it doesn't make it impossible. It just makes it a little bit more challenging. Well, that's a terrific answer, Julie. <laughs> well said, well said. <laughs> so just to wrap things up here and bring, bring us on the home stretch. So can you take us through one of your coaching sessions, kind of uh, the format that you bring your clients through, whether it's an individual, whether it's a team, you know, you've talked about clarity, energy, courage, influence, um, productivity. These are all elements that I know that you cover in your process. Um, what does it look like uh, to experience that? What, do you, what kind of experience do you take them through? Yeah, so it's very different individual versus a team. So I'll go with both. With an individual, we always start before I really offer anyone um, the ability to work with me. We go through a 90-minute strategy session. And in that, I'm really looking at all of the areas of their life all of the areas of high performance and looking at, again, where they're functioning at their optimal levels and where they're not. And then we dive in. So my um, background is in education and my degree, my master's degree is in curriculum and development. So I have a lot of training in high performance and some people need the very basics, like a session on clarity, a session on energy, a session on productivity. So I do start a lot of people with the basics of high performance, but then we get very strategic. Like, what is the issue that you're working to accomplish? Some people, for example, might be working to get the next promotion. So it's like, what skill set do you need for that? How are we going to develop it? So it starts very much with the basic habits of high performance, and then it moves into very strategic high performance planning. Um, with the companies, it is um, also, I really like to customize it, but you have to have the basics in, in place. So with the company, I typically do a presentation to the whole group. So if we're talking about productivity, for example, I will have talked with the team leader about productivity and the challenges that the team is working on, right? Or the company, if it's a full company, it's a little more general. Um, and then from there, I customize the productivity conversation. So we would have a presentation on high performance research and what it shows about productivity. And then we'd go into like Q&A about, you know, what's happening in your company, what's happening on your team, how can we troubleshoot it? How can you put these habits into place and then move forward? And so typically when I work with a team or a company, I have a point person that I talk to ahead of time and then I do follow up with. I, I have mostly worked with smaller companies and typically what happens is if I'm hired to work with a team, like a division of the company, I have a point person, but one of my most recent contracts 
I actually am doing individual coaching and group coaching with them. So they get one group coaching session a month and one individual coaching session a month. So I can really help them like take everything to the next level. Julie, this has just been such an amazing conversation. And uh, as you know, I'm just a huge fan of yours. I always feel you bring such amazing positive energy. Uh, and I always feel that through through your LinkedIn posts and more than anything, we're very, very, very grateful for you carving out some time to be on the podcast today. This was absolutely fantastic. And I know our viewers and listeners are going to absolutely love every minute of this. And so thank much. Thank you. And Dominic, I just want to pause for a minute and say thank you so much because you have been an awesome supporter of mine since uh, when I first kind of showed up on LinkedIn at the beginning of the pandemic because my in-person networking was gone. And, um, you know, I'm a single mom of three kids, so I didn't have the option to just hang out and see what happened with that. I had to shift gears and I shifted to showing up on LinkedIn and you've been just a tremendous support to me. So thank you. Thank you. I I, pre- <laughs> I, I, I genuinely appreciate that, Julie. You're an amazing person. And um, uh, again, as a single mom, you're a superhero. I can barely deal with the two kids I have and I, <laughs> I have my wife's support there. So you, you are a true superhero. Thank you again so much. Krish and I will thank be right back to wrap up today's episode. That was a really interesting conversation with Julie. You know, I, I find the, the, the concept of high performance coaching very, very intriguing. I'm curious to, to your thoughts. Yeah, she was a unique communicator in a really good way for me. Uh, very concise communication, um, getting across things that really reflect her education background and curriculum development background. Uh, I really loved how she broke things down. Yeah, she had just just tremendous energy to her, uh, and I really think you know people if they want to learn how to be you know, get the best version of themselves from an uh, optimization point of view, definitely make sure that you listen to this episode uh, at least once or twice. I think Julie had some fantastic gems there. She'll fix your attitude problems. That's right. <laughs> uh, but we want to uh, thank Julie for for being on the podcast today, and as always, we want to thank our loyal listeners and viewers for for joining us as well. Uh, if you're a fan of the uh, video version of the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to our new YouTube channel, the new Cybersecurity Matters YouTube channel. Uh, if you're someone who prefers audio uh, uh, only, uh, please do subscribe uh, to uh, your favorite podcasting uh, platform uh, to the Cybersecurity Matters podcast there. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review, uh, positive or negative. Hopefully it's positive. Uh, but until next time, be well and be safe. And we look forward to talking with you again on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. We'll see you next week.